This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Going to turn my attention now on the breakdown of the ANC NEC resolutions and those that have been charged. Our Power 987 senior news reporter Ndaezo uh, Netonza is going to join me on the line as he follows other matters and developments. Ndaezo, good morning. Welcome to Power Talk. Yeah, good, good, good morning, Manalu Kona, and to our power listeners. It's good to be on your show. It's the first time I'm on your show, actually. First eh? time on the show. My goodness, can you believe it? <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Yeah, you, you know, Daedzo, the thing is, you know, once we bump into each other in the corridors, talk politics for hours on end, we tend to think that we've actually made it happen on radio. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. Daedzo, let's, let's probably start with a bit of an update. Where are we? Is the NEC meeting concluding today or we will see another episode where it doesn't conclude within the days that have been set? Well, um, I can tell you the NEC meeting will conclude today, and um, we expect um, the post-NEC uh, statement by uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa. Um, it, uh, you know, over the weekend, it was easy to pick up that it was a tense one, uh, based on the leaks, and also, you know, uh, as a journalist, uh, having communication with some of the insiders. Yeah. Um, in the but it will conclude today. Now you touch on the leaks because I do want us to focus on the resolutions. But at a principal level, you seem to have been unhappy with the circulating leaks from the ANC's NEC meeting. Look, um, you know, um, uh, uh, Jesse Duarte, the 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 the, the, the deputy secretary general of the ANC, did make mention of this issue of leaks that um, mm. they are coming from. Uh, a faction within the ANC, and she questioned why um, these leaks come out. Now, what I observed over this past weekend, uh, NEC, um, and you know, it's only now that I actually picked it up that um, you, the leaks are selective in their context, so you don't get to hear what. Um, a person, a certain NEC member was saying in their entirety. Mm. They, it, it gets leaked and it appears that um, they are driving a narration of a certain, uh, uh, um, you know, faction. Uh, for example, um, there is a leak of uh, President, uh, former President Tabumbik. Mm. That leak, when it came out, um, it seemed to suggest that... Um, he was siding with the so-called uh, ace faction. Yeah. But in fact, what he was trying to do was to say the matters that have been raised by those sympathetic to ace. Mm. And he was actually and, summarizing issues raised by others. Yes, and 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 he was not uh, uh, saying that those issues are not valid. So he was saying. While, uh, you know, for example, Dakota uh, Lekwete uh, may raise an issue uh, because it's sympathetic to ACE, his issue cannot be taken into consideration. It makes sense. Mm. Now, when, you, when those leaks get leaked, we, the media, come and play into that space where we try and 
and put a narrative out there that uh, pres- former President Awombeki has sided with uh, the ACE faction. And that's why I personally, as a journalist, and you guys, uh, you, Tabiso, and Kotani, and all the broadcasters, you guys have the liberty to comment and say whatever you want. As a journalist, me, I have to be objective in my reporting. And objectivity also comes with trying to understand the context in what, in how something was said. You know, so I've tried not to want to be playing into the sectional politics of the ANC, whether it's, uh, you know, from a serial point of view or an ace point of view. Now, Daezo, I mean, you're raising something quite critical, which uh, comes up time and time again on the open line, particularly here on Power Talk, about the responsibility you have as a reporter, somebody who observes, but somebody who also has links and contacts. How do you handle information they give you, uh, but make sure that you still maintain and sustain good relationships for future reference with those contacts who are insiders to any organization, but particularly the African National Congress? It's very simple uh, when I look on. Um, you go and apply the five W's and H. Who, when, why, what, and how. And on top of that, objectivity comes with wanting to understand whether what Lukona is telling me versus what Morio is telling me uh, uh, is valid. So I can't take what Lukona is telling me uh, about Morio and not go and question Morio. If Morio decides that he's not going to respond to that, then I go with the story. Now, what I've what I have decided and what I've been doing over the past couple of years is to take what uh, my informers within uh, the organization tell me and just oppose it to the, what it comes out uh, 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 post the NEC. Normally what I do not do is to report on uh, 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 information that someone would have confidently tell me mm. uh, about what is happening in the NEC until the post-NEC. So I try the post-NEC statement. So I take what they tell, tell me, keep it, wait for the post-NEC statement by the president or the secretary general, and then tie it in with what I would have received from inside. For me, that works uh, uh, well because I don't find myself in the back foot way you are seen to be part of a certain faction within the organization, the ANC. My guest is Ndaeds on Netonze Power, uh, 987 Senior News Reporter. 0861-987-000 is the line to find us on when we break down this uh, resolution of the NEC. Now, Ndaeds, this step aside has been a point of serious, serious discussion not even outside the ANC, inside the ANC, among leaders who are custodians of the resolutions of conference. And uh, the the Secretary General will always refer you to uh, read those 10 points, read those 10 points. Um, what, 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 what is this step-aside thing, to your understanding? So, so let's break it down for the benefit of our listeners. And I'm not going to go through all the 10 points, but what I'll do is that give them context. Mm. In 2017, there was an ANC policy conference. That conference came up with a a resolution. Those resolutions uh, were taken before the ANC leadership was elected. You would know that it's a five-day conference and 
um, you know, in that conference, there will be discussions and plenaries and so on. And I think on the second last day, um, if I'm not mistaken, mm. that's where you have uh, the ANC leadership elected, right? Now, those resolutions were taken prior to anyone ascending office within the ANC leadership. Then, from those ten resolutions, in those resolutions, you've got ten points yeah. about people that have been charged, people that are alleged to be facing corruption, and 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 right. Mm. Now, the ANC's National Executive Committee, which is the highest decision-making body between conferences, it's comprised of about eighty plus members. Then goes out of those ten points, focuses on one. That one is, if you have been charged or facing some serious crime in a court of law, then you need to step aside. Mm. So there is no step-aside resolution. There is nothing called a step-aside resolution. But there is a step-aside decision by the National Executive Committee of the ANC. Now, the argument within the ANC and uh, the public in general is that why do you take that one that speaks about charges and not deal with the other nine that are there? Mm. The ANC then says, we are implementing these resolutions systematically. But what we cannot run away from is this serious one that says, Lukona is facing a serious charge of rape in a court of law. We can't allow him to be part of an organization while this process is going on. He needs to step aside. Now, the the ones that have allegations, they would need to go through an internal ANC process, which includes the integrity committee and then bringing out reports, and then those reports go into the National Executive Committee, and then a decision being taken based on that uh, 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 recommendation by uh, the Integrity Committee. Ace Mahashule's uh, uh, argument is, why not implement all 10? Why do you see, are you selective? Now, if you implement all 10, you and I, Lucana, know that the whole ANC <laughs> might just as well not exist. No, absolutely. And, but also, Ndaezo, there's also a misleading point there from the SG because some of the 10 points, I mean, I'm looking at point five, for example, it simply says all ANC members and structures should cooperate with the law enforcement agencies to criminally prosecute anyone guilty of corruption. So, I mean, that whole 10 points is not necessarily about what the NEC should do were it to be confronted with a member who is said to have done this or that. But, Ndaezo, before I go to the lines, just for clarity's sake, we know that insofar as reports of the Integrity Commission and them going to the NEC, there isn't quite a an appeal body at the moment. And this is what is being considered now by the team led uh, by uh, Treasurer General Paul Mashatil and how that team should be constituted. So somebody asks and say, but Dr. Uh, David Masondo was mandated by the Integrity Commission to step down down from his deputy president role and from his role as principal of the uh, school of leadership uh, or tambo school of leadership and governance now Daezo, when we are talking about principle where is the principle in him carrying on in those roles and then ace mahashule is is suspended 
and 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 that's the uh, uh, the issue about those ten points. So when you look at uh, 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 the implementation of those ten points, right, there isn't an appeals body that deals with, like you rightfully mentioned, that deals with um, reports from uh, the integrity committee. Now, um, Ace Mahashule is right in saying don't be selective that mm. um, whether you agree with him or not but he's right in saying don't be selective but the integrity committee you and i have all uh, uh, because we are political uh, heads you would know that um the integrity committee has not had uh, teeth for quite a long time uh, and now there is a process to 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 have it have some form of powers and its implementation of and the implementation of its uh, 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 resolutions. Mm. Now, when you talk principle, um, there, there is a lack of because uh, David Masondo, if the NEC, the National Executive Committee, had taken those that report by the the the, the Integrity Committee, he should not have been in a position. And these are the arguments that are raised by. Absolutely. Ndaezo, please do hold. I have Mandla on the line. Good morning. Hey, morning, Lukai. How are you? Very well. How are you? Hey, today we are soft on the president. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was not expecting that one, Mandla. So we are not going to fight today. <laughs> uh, we're not going to fight. Listen, Mina, I say the ANC has a lying problem in general. You remember during the fifth administration, lies that were peddled. And yes. fact, during the 2007 Kulukwana conference, lies that were peddled about Kabombe, that Kabombe is promiscuous, he sleeps with it, I mean, those were lies that we, we believed. Julius Malema believed them. The group, wherever he is in the EFF, he continues to lie. And we have leadership of the ANC, the MKVA. You have a Kalne House who lies, but is kept in a position. So we do not centralize in the ANC, mm. and that's the main problem. So those leaks are a manifestation of people who just lie and vote. Yeah. You have, you, you have a, 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 a clip which, uh, like Ndaez has indicated, and which I like the strategy of Ndaez, to say, yes, we'll have people who give us... Uh, uh, leaks uh, in the in the NEC, but I'll wait for the final statement of the ANC to come out, and then I reconcile those things. But here, you you have people who are always saying stuff that is untrue, and the creation of the RT forces. When I look at it, all the time they give an impression that they are in the lead. They understand, but when the final uh, reports are made, mm. the RT is in the footback. So I don't understand. How can we make sure that any person who lies unprovoked must also be given a step aside because there's no need to have those kind of characters within the ANC. <laughs> okay, Mandla, I hear you very well. The problem of lies within the ANC. Fanele, good morning. Good morning, Lukon and Ninja. Hi, good. Let's forget. You know the problem we are having, and good morning to Undayeto as well, with journalists, uh, yes. Lukon, is that they are dishonest and they need to look into the mirror. You see, out of this NEC meeting, you see there is a change in narrative where journalists are now all of a sudden waking up to the fact that 
they should actually not be entangled in these sectional lines and so on. Mm. It's only out of this, and it's because of a league that maybe the former president would have asked a particular question, which gave an impression that he's now aligning himself with a particular faction, yeah. which in itself is not true, by the way. Yeah. So journalists and their dishonesty are actually a big problem for our society. Mm. I will make an example. The, we have been saying in your show, Lukona, I've made many calls here to say the NEC is watering down the resolution from Nazareth. Yes, you have. We indeed. did not only say we want people who have been charged to step, to step aside, because we understand that the issue of that requirement now becomes about political control, who controls the NPA and so on. But we said, because we want to remove all the fields from the ANC, if there's any question of cloud hanging over your head, follow these processes with a view to step aside. Mm. Now, what the NEC has done is, without any constitutional powers, without any mandate from the bridges, they've actually went as far as changing a whole resolution. And this is something that they do not have. And this is why in our branch we're saying we have lost confidence in the entire NEC. They must step down and return the ANC to the masses so that they can fix their own... I mean, finally, before I let you go and go back to Ndaezo, I mean, I take the point you are raising because there's quite a number of issues. I mean, point three talks about... Uh, people must be summarily suspend, suspended if they fail to give an acceptable explanation or to voluntarily step down while they face disciplinary, investigative or prosecutorial procedures. I mean, it's a wide range if you're talking about investigative because investigated by who and at what stage of the investigation? No, no, it, it's actually the intention of the branches, Lukon, because the level of field in the organization had actually reached that stage where we said we don't want any dot of debt in the movement. So whether you're being investigated by the public protector or all investigative organs, let me make an example. The president is alleged of the most serious times of having bought an ANC conference. Mm. And when he was called to submit himself to the integrity commission, he refused citing the sub-judice rule, yeah. you know. And, and in our view, or at least in my view as a branch member, that amounts to a refusal to go and explain himself to that integrity commission. And the Secretary General should have at that point, not now because he's now doing it for factional reasons yes. as well, but at that point of refusal, he should have suspended him. The mm. NEC should have authorized the, you know, the FG to suspend. That is what we meant in Nazareth. Finally, thank you very much. I get you loud and clear. Sure, sure. Sharp, sharp. Ab- Abdul Jami. Hey, merry morning, Ozad. I'm good. How are you? All right, all right. Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to reflect, you know, of uh, this characterization of the ANC as a broad church. And it's a historic origin, see, where the people who aspired to be Christ-like were actually at the forefront of uh, the formation of the ANC. And to say that in terms of uh, this uh, factional battles uh, to regenerate the moral uh, you know, fiber of uh, the organization and in this fight uh, for the battle of the soul of the ANC, where is the voice of, but within the party, you know, is there a voice in terms of uh, maybe you could uh, also give us insight to those journalists who have informed us inside. Is there a voice that is predominantly, uh, you know, the voice of the predominantly majority of the people of South Africa are Christian? 
Mm. So within the ANC, is there a faction that is sort of driving towards that particular narrative? Because in any case, they allow themselves to be a broad church where there, of course, is this a contestation in terms of the battle of ideas and so forth. So I just want to say, those who have inner insight, yeah. is there a voice that is uh, taking us to that moral okay. regeneration, but driven by those kind of uh, forces? Beautiful. Thank you very much. And I mean, uh, you hear those uh, reflections and this question about, is there a voice? I actually like uh, Abdul Jami's question because we have become so obsessed with saying there are two factions in the ANC. Uh, one uh, leaked clip by the chairperson of the ANC in Limpopo, uh, Usten Matabata, saying there may be three, there may be more. He's even worried about people who are running around uh, calling meetings in his province. They agree on the president, but they don't agree on the local provincial politics. Yeah, and, 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 and the thing is, uh, when I look on, the ANC has always been factional. Uh, if you go back to the days of Tambo, uh, Mandela, there's always been a a difference in ideologies. Mm-hmm. And the factions really stem from that, um, the ideologies uh, within the party. Now, as we speak, and admittedly so by the Secretary General, um, that uh, post-Nazarek NEC is dominated by President Cyril Ramaphosa. When it came out of uh, Nazareth, uh, we, we thought there was a 50-50 split or 51-49 split. But it's clear now that President Cyril Ramaphosa's faction controls that NEC. And, uh, and therefore, the narrative will be driven by uh, the ideologies uh, which uh, Ramaphosa stands for. Now, um, the, the, the problem with that is that... Um, uh, 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 you, 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 you get to see the politics of the stomach. Because if these things, uh, if the ANC-NEC was really led by uh, principle, though the, the status quo post-Nazareth would have remained 50-50. Mm. Now we see a shift in ideas, um, uh, well, in, in uh, you know, the control where you have now uh, a 70-30 split, for example, and the losing faction, uh, or the, the faction with the least numbers, will always lose in the political battles. And, Lukona, just lastly, yeah. you've got uh, President uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, who has sat in that NEC for the past 20 years or more. Yeah, yeah, more now, than that. I mean, since 1991, he has... Uh... He's been an part. NEC mm-hmm. member. So he's seen how Mbeki won and lost uh, the, the, the NEC battles. He's seen how Zuma won and lost those NEC uh, battles. He has obviously uh, developed a strategy to win a NEC members. And unfortunately, it puts the Secretary General and his faction on a back foot. Ndaezo, I mean, somebody listening uh, and sympathetic to the SG might say, oh, Ndaezo, we are, we are, it's painful. You are paining me. It's a 20-30 split. How do we get to, def- to, de- to sort of get to a figure as to how the NEC is broken down in terms of support base? Well, uh, Lukona, uh, uh, the 70-30 was a, a mere example. Yeah, but yeah. A, okay. majority, okay. a majority of the NEC members. And that's why I, say, I even say, uh, admittedly so by the Secretary General in yes. that interview with Sam Kelo Maseko. Yes, he, yes. he does say the NEC is dominated a by faction. the so-called 
Yes. So, 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 so it, it puts him on the back foot. And I don't see it happening where he will or may uh, survive this one. The NEC is clearly controlled by the president's uh, faction. And um, it, the, that very ANC has dealt with two former presidents. It has dealt with someone in our era who is a very powerful politician in Julius Malema. Mm. Uh, I don't see how uh, ACE can survive that. Now, Naezo, and this is almost expected in one way or the other because the president actually holds a lot of power in the state. And with all the rumors of, you know, possible cabinet reshuffles, people would definitely shift for their own security. I mean, there are ministers who have been there on, throughout all seasons and throughout all presidents. Yeah, of course. And uh, uh, if you look at uh, how uh, the nine years of Zuma survived, uh, it was because he controlled the state and therefore was able to control the NEC. Uh, Julius Malema was not wrong uh, when he said that you can't fight a sitting president who's got all those resources. And uh, Ramaphosa it, it, it goes a step up because he's got a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of money. Story for another day, Ndaezo. Thank you for joining us. Nah. Hey. Ndolebuwa and Aedzo Netonze, their senior news reporter at Power 98.7. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.